0: Welcome to 10 Minutes With. It's a podcast for people who want to listen to podcasts but don't have all day. We've got a quick chat with someone you might be interested in learning more about. In about 10 minutes, Dave Fry is the lead singer of Sidewalk Profits. During the pandemic, he and his band found new ways to reinvent the music wheel with virtual concerts and online experiences. It gave me a new appreciation for artists who were able to pivot during that time. Dave, did it give you a new appreciation for your fans?
1: Yeah, big time. I think that, you know, if anything, the pandemic just taught us to be grateful even deeper. Uh, It just really just brought me a whole new respect for like you said for our fans, our great big family, we love to call them our great big family because they literally were family through these last couple of years and doing virtual shows and and we did a lot of them. We did over 80 virtual shows in 2020 and people tuned in and and it it allowed us, honestly, it allowed us to continue to be a band and to have have the guys we have and support and uh, supporting each other. And, and it was a, a mighty thing. And we're, we know that was because of our great big family. Our fans are, are some of the best best fans in the world. But also, man, just the love of Jesus, they, they were showing us. And these, those uncertain times was powerful.
0: You guys have been doing this for like 20 years, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, that's a long <laughs> time for a marriage. Yeah. That's a long time for a friendship. That's a really long yeah. time to work together. What is the secret to you guys just being able <laughs> to tolerate each other for yeah. 20 years?
1: So my buddy Ben and I started the band 22 years ago. It'll be 22 years ago uh, this October. And, and uh, you know, we're just cut from different cloths but we, we each want the same thing. We want to, to, to create music like this. What a gift. Like we both are so grateful uh, for this gift of music and, and to get to do it for the kingdom and and to realize, I think that's the key too is like knowing the music we're making, isn't just noise and knowing it's for a kingdom purpose and for, for people's lives and, and, and to, to see Jesus move. Like that's the, the element uh, that we always, I always, am like, Hey, you know, I'm leaving my family to go on the road for days. Uh, but it's for Jesus. I'm, I'm doing this and this, but it's for Jesus. Look what he's done. And so that's, that's at the center for sure. That core. Um, but also, man, I think just, just it's, it's friendship, man. It's life together. Uh, there are definitely days when we've, you know, we've had our arguments, uh, but there are also days when we've, we've had our, our, our growth in our sharing of, of why we were arguing uh, this, that, the other. And when we, when we learn to communicate you know, amongst ourselves as bands of brothers. Uh, hopefully it will it helps. You know, I've been married now for five years. Hopefully it's helped in that aspect too. And uh, But yeah, when you go on the road uh, with five dudes for, for uh, an extended period of time, for years and years and years, uh, you know, you really do have to form some brotherly love for each other, for sure.
0: Your song lyrics are just so profound. I think that's what's cool about you guys. It's not just about the performance, but so much of the writing you do is just man, it grabs us in the heart. Are there songs that mm. speak to you? Like you sing the words and you're like, okay, God, I get it.
1: <laughs> I think our song you love me anyway, will always be my favorite that we've written just because at this point it's nostalgia for me. It's the song we took to Nashville on a hope and a prayer and the record label heard it signed us and, and it made it on the radio somehow. Uh, but even more than that, it's the, the lyrics are an autobiography of my life. My first sin all the way to the, you know, uh my grandmother had, had passed away not, not long before we wrote that song. And it, so it, it just it has a deep meaning to me, but it's amazing to see what God has taken and done with it for other people. I, I love I love the fact that Jesus can take something you have a specific purpose, you know, we wrote about and he's like, well, I'm gonna use it in this person's life in this way. Um, and then our song Keep Making Me is another one that is really hard to sing when you break it down. It says, uh, make me empty, make me lonely. And uh, I think that line especially... Uh, to pray, God, make me lonely until I'm okay with just you and me. When you sing that, you know, a hundred times a year, uh, it, it can really start to, to wear on a heart when you're single. <laughs> but uh, I was single until I was 35, and, and uh, I'm grateful uh, for those, those years that I had was just God and I so that I could hopefully be a better husband uh, now that I have a, an amazing wife. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, the, some of the songs you write, you, you don't realize the way that God's going to use the lyrics that you, you write down at the moment, you think, "Oh, it's for this reason," and then years later, you're like, "Wow, uh, they mean they mean something different to me now."
0: How can people who are married talk yeah. to people who are single Christians, our brothers and sisters, in a way that encourages sure. them without, you know, I mean, it just seems so so <laughs> contrite because it's like, but you don't understand because yeah. you're not in that place.
1: For 35 years, uh, I was single, and and I met my wife backstage at Winter Jam. Uh, we had sent out a happy Thanksgiving email, and her mom asked if I would. You know, surprise her for a birthday. I didn't know who she was, and I turned the corner, and there's this beautiful girl, and and uh, Lord, the Lord just sweeped swoop, us up together. But uh, uh, before that, uh, there were many, many days when I was like, God, where are you? Uh, and and prayer upon prayer upon prayer. Sometimes it comes when you least expect it. Somebody had always said that to me, and I'm like, you're dumb, uh, <laughs> but uh, but it was so true. I remember my roommate would call me all the time and complain, and then literally he got married like four years before I did. Uh, but 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 all that being said uh, the truth is i w- i would just say never ever ever give in when you know that it's not right i was in, i was engaged to the wrong person in college and there were so many red flags and i just thought this is what i deserve this is maybe this is maybe this is how it's supposed to be maybe all this this you know p- pressure and 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 put things together even before marriage like maybe that's how how it becomes something good but but it really was god saying hey hey uh don't I'm going to hit you over the face with the two by four. It blew up in my face, needless to say, and I'm so grateful it did now. Uh, but, but it was 12 years of singleness after that, before I finally met uh, the love of my life. And so I, I would honestly just say, I've been there. I have felt, uh, I felt the voices in my head. Tell me this is all you deserve. I've, I've felt uh, those voices say, uh, you know, this is all the, this is the only person that will love you. And, and as, as, as raw and real as that is, man, it's a lie it's a lie and and so i just want you to know that you know if you're out there in single just continually stay stay close to the lord give those prayers to him spend time with him and when the right one comes along you'll you'll feel it in your bones and he'll be able to uh, to verify and that that doesn't mean that marriage is easy at all either i don't want to uh, make that a, a, you know a, a, that's a falsity uh, but it is a beautiful beautiful thing uh, when you're when you're walking together with the Lord and uh, definitely makes it makes it doable.
0: One of the reasons people like you guys so much is that you don't try to be anything more than just regular guys. You kind of embrace this misfit in, in all of us. Why is that such an important part of your ministry?
1: Oh, man, because I think we all uh, you know, we all have the, the struggles we're going through. We all feel like outcasts at some point in our lives. And we're all Chicago Cubs fans, right? <laughs> um, that's, that's that's where it stems from. Uh, but but no, I think, honest to goodness, man, I I, uh, I just resonate, you know, being uh, being a bigger dude and and going through uh, not not being bullied terribly. I think sometimes I watch shows and they have like bullies, and I'm like, man, I, my bully was never that mean to me. <laughs> but like, but like, it, it is real, and I know that it is, some bullies are even meaner. But but in the midst of all of that. There's not been a year of my life where I felt like I, I was, I was, you know, not an underdog in some way. And, and there's many times when I just feel like I'm just not worthy of things. And I think that that's that's a, a human place to be. Uh, but man, that grace of God is sufficient and, and powerful. But uh, but I, I really do believe it's so important uh, to love your enemy. That's what sets Jesus apart. Uh, and so when there's people that we feel we're better than, uh, we better watch ourselves because he might just get ready to knock us down and uh, realize that we're, you know, we've never been better than anybody. And, and that's why I, th- I really do believe everybody's welcome at that table. They're welcome at the table of Jesus Christ. And we are the ones that need to come and sit down sometimes alongside those people that we, we loathe. And uh, one time I said, man, it would be great tonight if we could pl- pray for not to get political, but if we could pray for Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi in the same breath, what what in the world? Like that would be an amazing thing, and that is what Christ wants us to do. They're both children of the King, uh, whether they know it or not. And and I think that that's that's the ticket, man. When you start to realize that Vladimir Putin is 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 somehow still a son of God, and what he's doing, you know, is not right. All this stuff, but but we we are supposed to pray for our enemy. We're supposed to love our enemy. That's crazy, but that's what Jesus said. And so I just think, man, this world needs more more prayer like Jesus prays, more radical prayer, um, radical love.
0: Tell me about the time you met Carrie Underwood at the grocery store. Was she like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was my first year of marriage. And, uh, my wife sent me to the grocery store. I I was getting a haircut and I was like, I'm going to go and get those few things. And she was cleaning at home. And I got to Kroger and I'm like, Hey, Carrie Underwood's here. And she's like, yeah, right. Prove it. And so, I was walking down the Prego aisle and she starts coming down the same aisle. It's just her and me. I don't want to be that guy because I know Nashville, you don't, you know, a lot of people don't approach people. You got to be cool. You got to be cool. But I was like, Hey, we actually got to play a show with her husband. Who's the captain of um, the Nashville predators. And so that was my in. I said, Hey, Carrie, I got to, you know, I'm in a band. We got to play a show with your husband. He was an incredible uh, guy to just get to meet. Uh, My wife doesn't think you're really here. Do you mind if I take a picture with you? And she's like, sure, do it quick, do it quick. And so we did it quick. And she was so sweet. And uh, it was my second most liked picture of the year after my wedding picture. So I was super glad my wedding picture was the most liked. (laughs) But Carrie Underwood was a close second. So
0: We're going to answer five questions in about 20 seconds. Are you ready?
1: All right. All right. I'm ready.
0: Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah. Xbox or Nintendo NES?
1: Oh, Nintendo is set up at the studio ready to go right now.
0: <laughs> gummy bears <laughs> or Sour Patch Kids?
1: I do not like Sour Patch Kids, even though everybody thinks we do. Uh, ben Ben likes the Sour Patch Kids. I'm a, I'm a Swedish fish guy. So gummy ah, bears.
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. Jeans
1: or khakis? I'm going to go um, khaki shorts. I like khaki shorts.
0: <laughs> Paper Bible or Bible app? Uh...
1: For the convenience, I use the Bible app way more, but I love the old school paper Bible.
0: I love when you go on stage and you open up that paper Bible. I think it (laughs) shows people how important that is. Dave Fry, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this episode of 10 Minutes With, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. You might also consider giving to Family Life, the listener-funded ministry that makes this and other podcasts possible. Go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's If That Makes Sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is really like as a Christian in your 20s, and Therese Talk, a podcast with help for women to better serve their families and communities. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org. Just click podcast in the radio menu.